This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Yesterday, you guys heard from my good friend, Justin Brooke, who broke down the simple way to build a one-person agency to $90,000 per month in revenue. He is crushing it. Okay, Top Tribe, our guest today is Rich Brooks. Now, Rich is the founder and president of Flight New Media, a web design and marketing firm in Portland, Maine. He's nationally recognized as a speaker on entrepreneurship, digital marketing, and social media. Now, he's also the founder of the Agents of Change Conference at agentsofchangecon.com, where people talk about, though there's a weekly podcast, and we focus on search, social, and mobile marketing. Now, I say we because Rich has me speaking at the event this year, along with some other amazing, amazing speakers. He also contributes to socialmediaexaminer.com, and he's the tech guru on WCSH Channel 6 Evening News Show 207, and teaches marketing and social media courses for entrepreneurs at the University of Southern Maine's Center for Continuing Education. Rich, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's go to the top. <laughs> I love it. Now, last time I saw you, I came in your office and you're throwing all these great organic craft Maine beers at us. Unfortunately, it's early in the morning and I've substituted that beer for a nice mocha. But tell people a little bit more about flight and what the agency is focused on before we jump into how you do a live conference and do it profitably. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I've been running Flight New Media since 1997. It wasn't always called Flight, but it's been that for a while. And I just started off, you know, in my, it wasn't a garage, it was my living room, but I started off in the living room just building websites for people. Uh, and over time, I started to get busy. In fact, one of my clients told me that if I didn't start hiring people, they were going to have to go to another firm. So that started me getting in the process of hiring people. And over the years, I've I built the company up and now we offer search engine optimization and social media marketing and web our help and basically anything that can be delivered digitally. And we just really try and focus on small businesses and nonprofits succeeding online. That's great. So walk us through with that kind of context, walk us through the day when the idea hit you to go, you know what? I need a physical conference. All right. That's a great question. And there's a, probably a few ways of approaching this, but the, the most truthy truthiness of this is <laughs> uh, I love to do live events. I love to speak. You know, I, I'm a total narcissist. I love being in front of a group. It's my favorite way of sharing information. And I was uh, noticing that all of a sudden I started doing some social media presentations just as social media was starting to bubble up. And every time I did one, it sold out, which wasn't always the case. And I noticed a couple of my friends start to do it and theirs were selling out. Meanwhile, we're not getting paid for these and my friends weren't getting paid, but yet the companies or the organizations putting them on were charging at the door. So I pulled my friends into my office and they said, what are we working for the man for? Let's just do it ourselves. How hard could putting on a live event be? Amen, well, brother. <laughs> yeah, I it turns out there is a little bit of work there. Uh, but the bottom line is it was a great experience. We put on the event. It was successful. We ran it for three years. It was called Social Media FTW. What After year was the first years, one? Uh, 2009. Okay. 2009. So, I mean, I, this will be the seventh year of, of the event because after three years, like I said, the band broke up uh, amicably, but we just went our separate ways. And through a chance encounter with Chris Brogan the day after 
the final social media FTW, I decided that I wanted to put on my own conference, wanted to expand it so that we could talk about search and mobile marketing, two things I thought weren't being talked about enough uh, because social media is, you know, such a shiny new object, or at least it was at that point, and started the Agents of Change Digital Marketing Conference, ran that for three years, and now we're about to launch our fourth. And I am so stoked that you're coming back for another go round. So well, thank you very much for for lending us your expertise. Well, I you know, I'm just trying to hold my ground when you got have folks like, you know, Sue Zerman, Steve Dotto, you got Marcus Sheridan, the sales lion coming this year. You know, you had uh, folks from Constant Contact, Heather Jackson, some Texas drawl in her uh, in her perspective, which was great. Uh who else did you have? You had uh, Dave Kirpin is coming this year again with like Dave Kirpin is coming. That's one of yeah. Yep, with likable. So, uh, so I'm just going to hold my own, you know, have a lot of fun doing it and you guys you got to see Rich on stage. Let me tell you. He opens the, the conference with this little like Jimmy Fallon scene where he's writing these letters. I mean, it's hysterical. It's really a bundle of fun. I met a lot of people there. I mean, I was wrestling, arm wrestling, not real wrestling. I was arm wrestling uh, <laughs> attendees. I mean, it was so much fun. So Rich, walk us through. So we kind of got the fluffy, the good stuff, the, the context, the why behind it. A lot of people think about conference and they, you know, here are some barriers. Okay, I need a venue. Well, the venue is going to cost minimum 5K. Well, oh, and by the way, if you use the Hilton as a venue, you got to commit to booking 200 rooms. Well, crap. Well, what if you don't sell 200 rooms? Are you on the hook for 100 rooms? Oh, and what about food? If you do two meals, it's 10K per meal for 100 guests. Walk us through some of the metrics that you can. How do you run a profitable conference? All right. And so, there's so many different ways of running a successful event. And so one of my things that I tell people is, is start small, get an understanding of what you're looking to do. And there are some very specific things that you need to do. And obviously you need to have a physical space. You know, this is not social media where you can just jump on the newsfeed. This is, you do need to have a physical space. Now, if you've never put on an event, there's probably some places around you that you can rent for a lot cheaper. For example, we have this beautiful facility we use at the University of Southern Maine. It's an amazing campus and they've got this great uh, building and within the building, they've got this gorgeous theater and that's where we put on the conference uh, this whole time. And it's significantly less expensive. I went to the Westin last year because I've always wanted to, we just got our Westin mm -hmm. uh, here in Portland, Maine. And I always wanted to have the event in town because this is just outside of town. Mm -hmm. But like you were kind of hinting at, they said, yeah, that's not a problem, uh, but we can only have 200 people in here and you're going to have to book a hundred rooms. So what was Weston like, well, quoting kind of you? Just to even open up a conversation, what were they saying a minimum was that you're going to be on the hook for? The rooms were going to be about $300 a piece, and I had to basically take about 75% of their rooms. I mean, it was going to be like $20,000, $25,000 right off the bat. And that was before food and before marketing and, and you know anything else. So it just it was a non-starter for me. Maybe if you're in New York, maybe if you're in LA or Boston, it's a different story. But I know that most of my attendees are local. 90% of mm -hmm. people live within 50 miles of this conference. So for me, that didn't make any sense because they weren't going to rent any rooms out. So yep. that was kind of a wash for me. But there are other places. I mean, you can start you can start building your audience in something as small as like a room in the library. You know, I, I actually taught a beta class on how entrepreneurs can put on live events last year. And some of the people were starting with it's 12 or 15 people, but those were the exact kind of people that they wanted to be in front of to grow their business. And it builds so from there year after year. 15 turns to 50 turns can, to 500. Oh, exactly. I mean, South by Southwest started with, I think, just a few hundred people at the first one. Mm -hmm. And now, obviously, it's one of the biggest conferences around, at least, you know, that, that a marketer might go to. Mm -hmm. So you can continue to build on that. And one of the things that we always talk about is, yeah, figure out what you're going to have to, you know, when we first started, we did only a half a day. 
So okay. we didn't have to deal with any food stuff. No food that at all. So you started after breakfast and ended before lunch? I think it was we uh, started in the afternoon. So basically, we told everybody we're going to start at uh, one o'clock and go to five o'clock. And then we had a networking event afterwards. So, so that was a food. great way for us to kind of build an audience. Yeah. Yep. Food is, ex- food is at least for me, the most expensive thing you have. What do on you the pay menu. out of no curiosity per, <laughs> per attendee? What's like an average? I mean, you look at social media marketing world, social boom, Kim Garst, a lot of these conferences. What do you think? I mean, I've heard numbers ranging from 20 to 50 bucks per attendee for, for meals. Is that about accurate? Yeah. I mean, it obviously depends on where you're going and all that sort of stuff for us. I think it's about, uh, we've got it down to about $29, which covers breakfast, lunch, and a couple of coffee breaks with some small food around there. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we negotiated, which turned out to be an amazing deal is we always like to have a networking event afterwards where people can kind of, uh, you know, have a little bite to eat, have a drink as well. And, um, they, Normally won't let you bring in outside food, but because we were doing so many other things with them, they let us bring in pizza. And then I went out and I got a pizza sponsor from the pizza place Mm. across the road. They gave us $500 worth of pizza. That right there probably saved me a few grand right there. Wow. And if you're trying to be profitable at your conference, you need to think about every dollar you save is a dollar you make. Mm. So for me, I'm always looking for that. And now we're actually getting, we have a beer sponsor, so I don't have to pay for beer. We were going to have a spirit sponsor this year. My buddy is opening up uh, a brand new distillery on the coast, <laughs> but unfortunately, because of a couple things, they're not going to have their their uh, their tequilas and their vodkas ready in time. So we'll have to do that for next year. But that <laughs> was going to be exciting funny. where he would be able to introduce it, uh, what he was bringing to market right there at the conference for the first so time. So be, being like really, really resourceful. I mean, as it looks like what you've done. Now, you said you you worked at a great deal with the university. What do they charge you for that amazing theater that you've got for the uh, event? You know, I think that's like, uh, I want to say it's uh, about two grand, mm-hmm. which is amazing for a full day, you know, compared to some of the other places that we looked at. So, you know, you do have, you definitely want to put in some time up front to reach out. And one of the, so here's a resource that I used. Um, in Portland, we have a group called the CVB, the Center are the Convention and Visitors Bureau. And if that's not the name of your local place, there's definitely like a chamber of commerce that can help you out. Or a visitor and bureau, something like that. Yes. And they'll know every place where you can host an event and some you hadn't thought of. So we were actually looking for our daughter's bar mitzvah and they came up with some places that never would have occurred to me that were going to be fantastic. Mm. Uh, So, you know, there's always reach out, find those resources. There are plenty of organizations in your hometown, no matter the size of it, that are looking to help businesses. So you definitely just need to tap into those resources and And they're for free. Most of them, the, the locations or the The resources for free. Yeah. 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 So outside of the food cost, and the location costs, what are the other big costs that people that put on events tend to forget about that always bite you in the end? Well, you've got to advertise or market, and that takes a lot of resources. So, you know, that's not something that can be overlooked. Um, Another thing is speakers. You know, depending on the type of event you're going to go for, you may need to spend quite a bit of money on speakers. Um, You know, if you want to bring in Seth Godin, I hope you have a budget of fifty dollars to $100,000. I don't know exactly what he charges, but, you know, that's the level that you might be looking at for somebody like that. So, 
you need to decide, am I going to present by myself on, on a stage or am I going to start to bring in a bunch of other speakers to provide more balance and, and other perspectives or other areas of expertise? Like, I don't know how to put on a Facebook contest, but luckily I have somebody who's amazing at that. Mm-hmm. I, I barely understand Pinterest, but luckily I've got somebody who understands Pinterest search like nobody else. So I bring in these extra voices, but you might end up paying for it depending on who you are and who these speakers are. You may end up paying for travel. You may end up paying them to speak. A lot of people have speaking fees. Um, you're going to probably pay for some of their meals at or least travel. at a minimum. So yeah, exactly. So, so are you, a, those are definitely expenses. Do you, and do you, you, I think cause you're so well connected and you've done this for so long and you've got an audience, um, all in your speaker costs for agents of change con all of it together. Or do you minimize that to zero or is there some cost there for you? Oh, no, no, no. We're probably going to look at somewhere between eight and $12,000. Okay. Got it. And so- that covers travel expenses and, uh, and, and sometimes you might have to buy, and this is like on average, yep. you know, yep. you might have to buy a book, uh, for everybody in the audience for a keynote speaker I to see. attend or something but that's like included that. included in the 12,000. Yes. So that would be it. So, you know, and that's, that's an expensive year for us, quite honestly. Um, but sometimes part of what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring fresh voices to Maine because a lot of Mainers don't necessarily leave the state to go to something like, uh, NMX or social media marketing world or one of those type of events. So, you know, I wanted to take some of that magic and bring it back to Maine and get people excited about some of these new marketing opportunities. And that hometown home field advantage thing obviously really helps you probably get a lot of great local marketing on the news, on channels. I mean, on all those blogs, et cetera. I always try and leverage as much of that as possible. Like you mentioned in the introduction, I am the tech guru for basically what's the evening news news program here on the most popular NBC affiliate in the state of Maine. And I've been able to go on there last year. I actually was able to bring in John Lee Dumas, who grew up in Maine. uh, And the two of us got to go on TV together and talk about the conference. That's great. So last question, how many people are you expecting at this conference? this year? Um, we're expecting 375 to 400. Okay. And it really just, that's been the numbers we've been hovering at. We cap it at 400, but we also have a digital pass and that's a whole nother aspect to it as well. We've hired a local company that comes in, they record everything, uh, and they do a live feed. So a lot of people, we usually sell anywhere from hundred to 300 tickets. It really depends on the year, uh, for digital passes. Uh, people who are either going to watch the live stream of the event or will watch it on demand after the conference is over. Well, Rich, we are about to get to the most, my personal favorite part of the podcast, but I want to break this down first. Guys, follow me here. This is essentially the unit economics per conference attendee from what I believe, and Rich, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've got about a $200 price point, okay, not including the virtual pass, which is a little more expensive. Of the $200 that these 400 people will pay, you've got about 30 bucks for food. The pizza sponsor is free. The beer sponsor, again, they cover the beer. The location is about two grand for the theater. So you're spending, again, per attendee, 2000 divided by 400, right? Or about five bucks per person. Then let's call it 10 bucks for marketing per person. And then you've got about 12,000 bucks for the speakers divided by 400 attendees. Comes out to about 30 bucks per attendee to get the speakers there, you know, to keep quality high. So then you have, again, 200 total ticket price minus 75 bucks costs. So again, again, guys, uh, it looks like about, there's about a hundred dollars there on bottom line revenue that Rich is uh, using. And, and again, making a profitable conference. A lot of people, Rich would love to break even. So you're crushing it. This is amazing. 
Well, that's awesome. I should actually hire you to run my numbers from the beginning because that was the clearest anyone's ever explained to me how I made a profit well, on this there thing. You so go. thank you. <laughs> you're you're uh, welcome. The other thing that I would say is if you are doing this for business, I mean, yes, I love making a profit at this. You know, it's a lot of work on our, our side. And, and one of the things that's not mentioned in there is my team does these conferences uh, for ourselves. So there's, so there's time. our time in there as well. Yep. But the thing that I also, the, the other mitigating factors here is I get to use Agents of Change as basically a test lab for different marketing ideas that I have for flight. Um, the other thing, is, so I can basically take what I've learned there and then bring it over. Every year, though, I get a job or two out of this conference that can be anywhere from ten to $30,000 worth yeah, of business. Yeah, so we just talked about so like the direct ROI. There's a lot of other kind of fluffy stuff that's hard to predict. There's a lot of ongoing, but... indirect stuff. Yep. Plus, you're just... If you're if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to kind of differentiate yourself, it's all about live events. Like people definitely know about Flight and Rich Brooks more because of this annual conference. And you can do the same thing in your backyard. Okay, Top Tribe, I want to give you more brain juice this month totally free. If you're loving this episode, text the word Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, to 33444 for your chance to win a prize on an upcoming show. The next prize is a pack of 14 business books valued at 250 bucks if you bought them on Amazon. And these books are the ones that Mark Zuckerberg thinks every entrepreneur must read. And with that, Rich, do you know what time it is? Uh, what time Dude, is it? It's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? <laughs> I am so pumped for this. All right, yes. Rich, number one, man. What is your favorite business book? I'm going to go with... Uh, with Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert, I want to pronounce it Cialdini. Cialdini. That Boom. book changed my life. Number two, is there, and if so, which CEO are you following or studying right now? I don't really get into following one CEO or another, but I will tell you two people that are, have, are having a great impact on my life right now. Uh, one is Joe Polizzi of Content Marketing World and the Content Marketing Institute. I had just got my hands on an early version of Content Inc., his upcoming book, and it's amazing. Amazing, amazing book. I'm really excited about it. Um, and then I would say uh, Michael Stelzner of Social Media Marketing World. I, I consider him to be a friend uh, and a mentor, and I just love what he's doing over there, and I try and get inspired by him every day. Well, this is great, Rich. And, and Joe will actually be on the podcast here on the top on episode 65 from Content Marketing Institute. So you have that to look forward to. And we'll link to the to, to Rich's numbers that he just articulated, his favorite book, et cetera, in the show notes for this show at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top six one. Again, the top six one. Okay, Rich, number three, what is your favorite online tool like Evernote? Like Evernote. Evernote is actually one of my most go-to tools, um, but now I don't want to say that one because you just gave it to me. So um, I guess probably one of my favorite online tools is TweetDeck. The bottom line is I'm a huge Twitter addict, and I don't feel that the Twitter.com website does it justice. So I love uh, TweetDeck because I can pull in all of my experts, so I can pull in like the Nathan Latkes of the world along with the Steve Dottos and uh, Chris Brogans and put them into one column called Influencers and keep an eye on what's really important in my business and another column dedicated just to people who live in the great state of Maine. And that really helps improve the signal to noise ratio on Twitter. I love that. Number four, Rich, you're building an empire. I want to know if you're doing it in a balanced way. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? 
oh, that sounds incredibly wonderful, <laughs> but I don't even come close, my friend. I wish I could bottle you those eight hours and sell it to you, but I can't. So, all right. Number five, Rich, if you wish- Ask your... me a question about how much water I drink, because I drink a lot of water. Does Rich, that make up for my lack of sleep? Hey, you can change the show. Here we go. Rich Brooks, number five, how much water do you drink each day? I would say at least- 10 pints of water every day. Now I'm horrible at math. How many, how many gallons is that? F two and a half? <laughs> I, I don't even know how many metrics that is. So really <laughs> I, I can't help you. All right, Rich, last question of the famous five. If you wish your 20 year old self knew one thing, what would it be? Um, I would say start building your list immediately. I don't know that my 20 year old self would know what that means, but one day he would, and then he would start building the list a lot earlier than I did. I really do think that building a quality list of people who are interested in what you have to share is one of the most valuable things any entrepreneur, any small business, or any nonprofit can do. Rich, people are going to watch, they're going to hear all the strategy, they're going to want to watch you actually executing it. So, where can people connect with you or follow you online? Well, like I said, I'm on Twitter all the time at the rich Brooks. In fact, I'm the rich Brooks everywhere, but the fastest way to get in touch with me is probably right there on Twitter. There you go. Well, Rich Brooks from a 1997 agency launch to a 2012 launch of Agents of Change Con. You're now cranking in a, you know, about 80 grand top line with 40 grand of cost, having a lot of fun running a profitable event. Thank you for taking us to the top. I appreciate the opportunity of talking to you, Nathan, and all of your fans. Yeah, well, I'll see you live at the event on September 25th in Portland, Maine. Looking forward to it. Great. Coming up tomorrow morning, we speak with Brandon Epstein. Now, he's got a six-pack, and he charges 1000 bucks per month for Instagram consulting to mega-rich clients. You don't want to miss it. Okay, Top Tribe, I am pouring my heart and soul into this podcast for you. Would you help me out by subscribing on iTunes? If you're listening on your Apple phone, hit the purple arrow in the upper left of your screen, and you'll see the word subscribe in purple, all capital letters. Click that subscribe button if you want me to keep doing shows, and I will see you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m.